0: Good morning, happy Thursday, and welcome to Overears Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy G, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Today's date is Thursday, July 12th, and we are reading in the big book from Alcoholics Anonymous on page 67, the third paragraph. Today's readers are, and thank you for your service, Marie J., Jody E. Q., Christine M., Karen R., and Fay F., The reference number for yesterday's Wednesday, July 12th, 10 a.m. meeting is 10145. That's 10145. And the reference number for this morning's July 13th, 7 a.m. meeting is 10148. That's 10148. To carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Karen R. to read the 12 steps. Go ahead, Karen.
1: Good morning. This is Karen R. from North Carolina, compulsive overeater. And these are the 12 steps. <clears throat> One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives have become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to other human beings the exact nature of our wrongs. Um, six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked Him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overleaders and to practice these principles in all our affairs.
2: Thank you for letting me read.
0: Thank you, Karen. I will now ask for Faye F. to read the 12 traditions. Go ahead, Faye.
2: Good morning. It's Faye. The 12 traditions. One, our common wealthier should come first. Alcoholics Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, as Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank
0: you so much, Faye. How our meeting works Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. This meeting does request, again, that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter How It Works on page 67, the third paragraph. And I'm going to ask for Marie J. to get us started. Go ahead, Marie.
3: Thank you. This is Marie J., and I am recovered in Colorado. Notice the word fear is bracketed alongside the difficulties with Mr. Brown, Mrs. Jones, the employer, and the wife. This short word somehow touches about every act, aspect of our lives. It was an evil and corroding thread. The fabric of our existence was shot through with it. It set in motion trains of circumstances, which brought us misfortune we felt we didn't deserve. But did we not ourselves set the ball rolling? Sometimes we fear what be class with feeling. It seems to cause more trouble. We reviewed our fears We put them on paper, even though we had no resentment and connection with them. We asked ourselves why we had them. Wasn't it because self-reliance failed us? Self-reliance was good as as it went, but it didn't go far enough. Some of us once had great self-confidence, but it didn't fully solve the fear problem or any other. When it made us cocky, it was worse. So I'm a person that had great self-reliance or self-confidence, self-confidence, and I had great success in life, but it did not solve the fear problem or any other problem. And I, before before recovery, I just lived in terror. I was afraid of everyone. I was afraid of everything. I had a lot of false vibrato to to make myself appear more confident and to be able to survive. But I always felt phony. And this notion that fear is about reliance. It's When I'm afraid, it's because something is out of my control, and I can't handle the emotions that build up around not being able to manage things, not being in control of things, and so I get into the mindset that I have to do something. I have to figure out, I have to do, I have to do, I have to do, I have to fix, I have to manage, I have to control something that's outside of myself, and it creates this frenzy of needing to be in control, and this is all self-reliance that's driven by fear, and I know now that self-reliance will always fail me because I'm human. And to be human is to naturally and essentially be imperfect. It's the nature of humanity. And when I can accept and honor that I have imperfection, that I am not supposed to be perfect, it's, it's who I am, it's how I was created, I am supposed to be this way, then I can get beyond the fear and also relying on others to tell me what to do is also a problem because I can tend to make other people God. You know, okay, I'm not going to rely on myself, so now I'm going to rely on my sponsor. You know, we have our sponsors who guide us and give us their experience, strength, and hope, take us through the directions, and we do what they ask us to do. But there's a fine line between our sponsor's job and me making my sponsor God. You know, my sponsor is also an imperfect human being, and I must always take my will in my life to God, the God of my understanding, to the higher power, and ask for the guidance and trust and rely on the guidance that I get. But we also, and I must also, check in with other people, other recovered folks, so I'm not getting trapped in creating the idea that God's guidance is is something that it's not you know i'm creating it from my will so it's really easy to get into my disease and let my disease conv- convince me that some direction is from god when it isn't and that's why we have each other to help us be honest to be able to share these things in our 10 steps and to talk them through but we get guidance from others but we rely and give lives and all the direction and guidance to god of the god of our understanding
0: so um that's all I got. Thanks. I'll pass. Thank you so much, Marie J. So let's get it started. Who would like to share on what was read? Judy P. Judy P. Reggie O.
4: Reggie O.
5: Jody E. Q. Judy
0: Kathleen O Kathleen O All right, well let's go with this lineup. Judy P, Reggie O, Jodie EQ, Kathleen O. Go ahead Judy, your turn. Hi, thanks. Judy P, com- grateful compulsive overeater
6: from Central New Jersey. And um, you know, the whole thing with fear is it just permeated my whole upbringing with food. It was fear and food, and that's all that ruled my life. And, and, and the fears were just insane. They were absurd. They were, they were just everything. And, um, and, you know, the fears carried to my adult life, but they changed. Um, and what I found were most of my fears now were really rooted in just caring what other people think. Um, that seemed to control everything once some of the irrational fears were lifted from me. And, you know, I found, obviously, I cannot remove a fear of my own. It seemed like the more I tried to remove it, the bigger it got. But, you know, I remember I had this horrible fear of, of World War III and these world leaders. And she said, you know, Judy, why don't you just start praying for them? And I did, and the fear was removed completely. And so what I do now um, with fear, especially um, if it's a fear of another person, I mean, I just can't stop being afraid of them, but I can go about it a different way and uh, focus more on caring what God thinks and not what other people think. And it it does come back to my relationship with God and who's my higher power. And, you know, I used to think, Mm -hmm. I don't care if I ever got obese again, but I could not live with those fears. Um, although it did not keep me from a relapse, and I am—I will tell you—it is such a miracle that that my fears are pretty much gone. I—I I am clueless how God can even do that. The same way that He's removed the desire to eat my binge food and the uh, compulsive overeating behaviors, it—it just blows my mind that things that used to terrify me. I don't even notice anymore. And I and when I tell you, I was afraid of everything. Everything from, you know, being in my early 20s, living at home, and staying up until daylight, terrified somebody was going to kill my family, to riding down a road and being terrified of, you know, a green light turning red that so would take every single jug handle on the highway. You know, if I could be afraid of it, I was. and And... You know, this program is just filled with one miracle after the next. And I will um, thank you so much for your service, and I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Jody. I mean, Judy. (laughs) Reggie, oh, it's your turn.
6: Did you call
7: Reggie? I just was trying to unmute.
0: I did. Please go ahead. Okay,
7: good. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you so much for your service. It's great to be on the call with everybody this morning. you know for the longest time uh i i could not recognize fear i didn't recognize fear and um and that was through a lot of that was through a lot of my early program as well many many years ago and um uh, and i it was i i had grown up there was a time in my growing up life when i turned 13 that i that things in my my home actually became quite dangerous uh and um and i, I took it upon myself to be the be the Protector, making sure everyone was safe, and uh, and so I I couldn't be so I couldn't be afraid. I didn't I couldn't let myself feel any physical fear. So because I went through I think because I went through years of actually being in pretty pretty phys- much physical danger, uh, I didn't feel it. I couldn't let myself feel it such that any other fear just seemed like it was unrecognizable, you know? And then I remember early on too, I had a friend in program in my early program back in Boston and she just, she would talk about her fear all the time. She said, you know, I'm afraid of this, afraid of that. And I just, I didn't want to hear it. I just did not want to hear about fear. And uh, at some point, and I don't remember when it was I began to realize how fear ran my life. I mean, and and it actually had even when I hadn't recognized it because it wasn't fear of my physical safety. Um, I just didn't recognize it as fear. And uh, boy, once they once they started coming and I started recognizing them, I realized I had fear just about in every area of my life. And you know, it said it said in motion trains of circumstances which brought us mis- misfortune. You know, and so, and and self reliance you know the self reliance I used in the situation back in my home many years ago uh really didn't i don't know it just began it began really big time not to work and uh, uh so now, as I've let myself go through and honestly recognize my fears, and some of them have been so surprising to me, you know. But uh, as I turn more and more, I love that you know the fourth step fear inventory, you know where 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 why were we afraid? you know, where was our trust? It was always my trust and reliance was not on God, and as more as more and more, that is my deepest desire to have complete trust and reliance in God, and that grows more and more. My fears are just like it's amazing how they 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 recede to the degree that I bring God in. When I have a fear, that's the degree that my fear leaves. So, really grateful for this part of the uh, this part of the fourth step. And with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you so much, Reggie O. Jody E. Q.
5: You're up. Followed by Kathleen O. Thank you very much. Good morning, everybody. This is Jody E. Q. Gratefully recovered anorexic, bulimic, and compulsive overeater in California. So, yes, fear, oh boy. Here's the um the defect that I can relate to the most. It is indeed, I've always really related to this evil and corroding thread. The fabric of our existence was shot through with it. That was cert- certainly has been my experience. And indeed, it has set in motion, it did set in motion trains, of circumstances which brought us misfortune we felt we didn't deserve. I acted on my fears a lot and before recovery and even in recovery. And when I act out of fear, things don't go so well. Today, what I do is I ask God to remove that fear, my fears, which do come back up and to show me what he would have me be so that I can act on faith rather than act on fear. Acting on faith tends to set in motion trains of circumstances in a positive direction, whereas acting out of fear does the opposite. So in order to act, in order to make that shift from fear to faith, I do have to rely on my higher power. And that's what I just could not do early on in my life. There was that inner guidance. There was that voice that I was too afraid to listen to it or to act on it. Today, thank you, God, I seek that inner guidance, and I seek to have the courage to act on it. By praying, by using these This 10th step, this program, ask God to remove that fear. And I do have to do that uh, ongoing. It's ongoing for me. The fear does come back. But using the program, using those 10th steps, I can feel the fear and do the opposite of what that fear is telling me to do. I can feel the fear and uh, do it anyway. Act on faith. And that makes all the difference. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Jody. Kathleen O, it is your turn. Thank you, Amy. Good morning, everyone. This is
7: Kathleen O, gratefully recovered compulsive liberator in California. And let's see. um, This short word, fear, somehow touches about every aspect. That's physical, emotional, and my spiritual life. Um, it was an evil and corroding thread, the fabric of our existence. We shot through with it. Fear set in motion, trains of, trains of circumstances, which for me is all my character defects, which brought misfortune we felt we didn't deserve. And, you know, there's a couple acronyms acronyms I like for fear. One is false evidence appearing real. And the other one is face everything and recover. And you know, all all my defects, my self-seeking action they're due to fear because I'm afraid I'm not going to get what I want or I'm going to lose what I have. And there's an innate fear that I was born with um, which is a good thing. That's going to stop me from walking down a dark alley in a bad neighborhood at 2 a.m. in the morning. But, <laughs> but excuse me. But the fear, the fears, of my own making. Um, you know, President <laughs> President Roosevelt said, um, "We have nothing to fear but fear itself." And and for me, that's so true. You know, I I have realized that I can either I have a choice. I can choose to be in fear and when i'm in fear fear is going to fuel my resentment and if i've got resentments building up i'm going to you know forget that i'm powerless i'm going to forget i'm powerless over food i'm going to forget i'm powerless over people so it's really important that i stay in the sunlight of the spirit you know um, not be in fear and when i do have fear that you know i ask my higher power to remove it um, and, I, and I just need to trust that, you know, my higher power has my back because I can't be in faith and fear at the same time. I've got a choice. And, you know, life is going to happen. Um, and it just, it doesn't behoove me to go down the path of fear because it'll, it doesn't end up pretty. So, I just, every time a fear comes up, sometimes I need to write about it, sometimes I just need to pause and say, okay, God, just help me remove this fear, because I don't have control over people or things, so, um, you know, I just have to trust in my higher power, and thank you, I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Kathleen. We will open it up back up to take uh, some more shares. Who would like to share on what was read, please?
8: Nikifa H. John K.
0: Sherry KB. John K. Sherry KB. There was someone... the H. What's that first name, please? Nikifa. Nikifa.
4: Laura. Laura S. Hey.
0: Laura, Laura F as in Frank. No, S as in Sam. Okay. Anybody else? Stephanie L. Okay. This is the lineup. I got to talk on the phone. It's just
9: for oh, no. Nope.
0: Yeah, we got to mute. I've got you. I've got everyone for the list now. So if you could mute, that would be great. So Makifa H, John K, Sherry K B, Laura S, and Stephanie L. Uh, Makifa H, it is your turn.
8: Chris Darwan to unmute. Hi, Hi this is Nakifa. Can I be heard?
0: Yes, I can hear you great. Thank you.
8: Thank you. Um, what an amazing part of the big book. And it wasn't until I came into another fellowship that I realized uh, I was, I'm fear-based. There's no um, uh, set moments of fear. There are things that make the fear worse. And, um, I can just trace it back to the way I was raised. You know, everything was a threat. If you didn't do this, something bad was going to happen. A lot of abuse, but um, me carrying it over in my adulthood, it limits me from so many things because um, it's almost like I'm afraid to speak at times. And I was also raised that self-reliance was the only way, you know. Um, Yes, there was a God that was uh, I grew up with, but I don't know, I guess he was just there for to be on paper, you know, like, God is real, but you do everything on your own, you don't depend on nobody, you don't ask nobody, you handle it and you get it done, and um, man, I rule my own life, and I can continue to rule my own life if I don't try to practice uh, some of the stuff that I learned inside these rooms, Um, and I really dislike the amount of fear that I carry around because, like I said, it just prevents me from doing so many things. And when I'm able to walk through, like, shut off that negative in my head that tells me if you walk in that room, they're going to talk about you, you're not going to do it right, you're not good enough. If I take a chance and step out on faith, then it's usually nothing like what I ever imagined, and that really blows my mind, and it's such a relief at the same time. So I kind of build a track record to maybe I'll do it again next time. Um, So I just um, continue to practice working on a relationship with the higher power because I don't have that good of one, and that's my main focus. So um, I'll just keep practicing that, and I'm – sure it'll get better because it got better for all of you um and with that i'll
0: pass thanks so much mckeeva john k it's your turn
9: hi did you say john k
0: i did please go okay, ahead. okay
9: sorry on oh, my phone always just you're out of me, i missed it hey uh this is john Kiernan and referred Pulse in los angeles actually sitting in lax on my way up to these homies in uh, oa homies in portland so if it gets loud let me know i'll uh end this um Boy, you know, the fear, it took me years to understand how much fear there was in my life. You know, I'm I'm a guy, and and anger is the macho emotion we like, and fear isn't. But, you know, I learned a long time ago, fear, uh, anger is just on a secondary emotion that's on top of other things, and the most things it was on top of for me was fear. You know, obviously, there's the basic fear. I had fear of all kinds of things, of not looking good and things like that, but then Like it said in this reading, you know, it touches so many other aspects of my life because when you scrape it down, you know, I did a a Sunday special edition a while back all about how I thought fear was the basis of almost all character defects. At least it was with me, you know, um, my ego, uh, you know, and and needing to puff myself up, you know, what's that about? Well, the, the number one fear I really came to do as I kept scraping down was fear of not being enough, not being good as you, not being enough, not being uh the quintessential stereotypical man I'm supposed to be, not all these things, and especially not to be seen as enough, you know. And as a result, I would I would just do all kinds of behavior which, you know, we look at as character defects. It was not helping me and not having the faith that I am enough. And it took a long time in program and a lot of work and fourth steps and ninth steps and Uh, continually looking six and seven at these character defects to get the point to go, you know, I am enough, you know, it is is absolutely fine for me to be just where I am. I love the line, there's a line right after, the paragraph right after the acceptance paragraph on page 417 says something to the effect of, um, when I criticize you or me, I'm criticizing God's handiwork. I'm saying I know better than God. And for a long time, I only read the you part, but that's not what it says. It says when I criticize me or you, meaning I, I criticize myself. I don't understand. I'm exactly where God wants me to be. And the fear that I'm not enough, that I, that just, I, that's a lifelong thing. And realizing that it just ends up percolating and being a part of all these other character defects. And like has been said here, and I've heard for years, fear is just lack of faith. Have faith in my higher power wants me here is pushing me down the road. I want to keep doing my part to road ashore to be a better person. But it's okay. And when I started to get that, you know what? I don't have to do this. I don't have to fuck myself up. I don't have to be that way. A lot of things changed, and I also don't take as many things personally because I realize 90% of things where people step on my toes is not about me personally. So uh, I thank you guys for being there. I'm going to try and listen while I'm in Portland. And with that, I pass.
0: And safe travels. <laughs> Thanks, John. Okay, Sherry KB followed by Laura S.
10: Go ahead, Sherry. Good morning, Amy. Good morning, everybody. This is Sherry KB in Northern California. Very grateful to Recover Compulsive Reader. Thank you for your service and welcome everyone on the line. Um, wow. Fear. Wow. The evil corroding thread shot through the existence, through all of it in my life. Um, and the train, of uh, motion of trains of circumstances due to my fear. You know, I know for myself that um, I made a lot of major decisions in my life based on fear. And um, before I got into this book, fear ran me. Um, it really did. Like the way food used to run me was the way my fear used to run me. When I was faced down the food, it's because I was faced down in my, in my emotions, faced down in my fear. And now, because of going through the step work. I know what to do and what I'm so grateful for is like I was taught, you know, whenever I'm in fear, I ask myself, Am I relying on cherry or am I relying on my higher power? And my finite self means that it's I'm limited and and restricted and and fine infinite means limitless and um ever giving. And I just I know that you know, I I actually I love acronyms and somebody already said a couple of them so I'm gonna tell you some other ones I love is um forgetting every reveal, forgetting every available resource. Um that's what I think about. Um and I, you know, throughout this book, this whole book is divinely inspired and what I learned in here is everywhere there's so many pages that talk about like on page one hundred it says, um to get your your prospect to understand that it is dependent upon their relationship with a higher power. Um, that's on page 100. And on page 164, where we read, a ban, you know, uh, Vision for You, it says you must remember your real reliance is always upon him. And, you know, when I was taken through the book, my step guy kept telling me, you know, it's not about you relying on me, Sherry. It's about you getting unblocked so you can rely on your higher power for everything. It's, yes, rely on you know, get support from me, get support from the fellows, get support from the meeting, get support on the phone bridge. But your full reliance needs to be on a power greater than yourself. And so I've learned a skill set which helps me through when my fears come up. And, um, and boy, they do. Um, just the other day, a huge tree fell down in my backyard. And, you know, I'm so grateful it didn't fall in my house. And interesting enough, you know, I just turned it over to my higher power and uh, would you believe the next day my gardener happened to come by? Um, it was just really unbelievable. And I can I can get with it on my fear, my anxiety, or catastrophizing. And today I have a skill set that I know what to do. I know how to turn to my higher power for help because self reliant availed me nothing. And with that I pass. Thank
2: you, God.
0: Thank you so much, Sherry. Laura S., it is your turn, followed by Stephanie L. Go ahead, Laura. Laura, press star 1, please. Maybe we lost Laura. Stephanie L.?
4: No, no, I'm Would sorry. You... Can you hear me now? Ah, yes, there you are, Laura. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um no. go ahead. Yes, uh fear uh can be first a very, very instinct instinctive protecting uh reaction is flight flight or fight. Uh it saved my life in a lot of uh situations like when I was in combat or uh and the, the fear is uh, is an intuition sometimes. The other side of the coin is that Fear is ruling my life. And I was so certain I had no fear when I was, you know, in a, a warrior. And you, you, there's no place for fear. However, when, uh, when I started working on 12-step programs, and especially the OA program, I realized that my life now uh, was based on fear. Fear of the future, fear of not controlling, uh, fear of relapsing, fear of the consequences of my behavior because I cannot control my behaviors. And sometimes I'm very angry, yes, second uh, um, uh, feeling, secondary feeling. I'm going to tell you a story. Uh, I was a reporter. One day, I had to interview, uh, the director of a movie. It is English. And, uh, I think he is that, it's Ken Russell. He made some, um, some movies, uh, at the time in the seventies that were, uh, very famous, but, or cult movies. Anyway, it was English. Uh, so I had to interview him after I saw a movie, a horror movie called The uh, Gothic. And, uh, you know, it was like ghosts or people uh, popping up from uh, their tombs. <laughs> and uh, he said, but uh, you don't like, you don't seem like you enjoyed the movie. And I said, no, because it's not, I was not afraid at all. It's things. It uh, and so he asked me, what are you afraid of? And I said, of myself. I'm so afraid of myself. he said, oh, you should write a scenario about that. I was in the middle of my, you know, addictions and uh, I couldn't even think straight, so I didn't do that. But that anecdote, anecdote really stuck, uh, really, I, I still think about it. It was 30, 40 years ago, 30 years ago. And it's just, Yeah, I'm afraid of myself, and it's corroding, but it's like a faith, and uh, it's like of uh, sleep deprivation, because I'm an insomniac, so it's fear of my reactions, and uh, I have to pray and to uh, be faithful to my higher power, to trust my higher power, instead of myself and my fears. Uh, Thank you very much, and with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Laura. Stephanie L., it's your turn.
11: Good morning, everyone. This is Stephanie L., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Southern California. And, Amy, thank you for your service. And, wow, I related so much to all of the um, shares this morning because, you know, when I was growing up, um, I didn't know it. I didn't know how fearful I was because um, I was always taught you don't show weakness, you don't show... Um, anything but strength. So it wasn't until I came here into this program that I learned, oh, my God, I am just, I am a scared little girl. Um, I'm scared of everything. Um, I just hit it really, really well. And, you know, unlike what was already shared, you know, my fear stems from fear of not getting what I want or someone taking away what I have. Um, I was fearful of if you knew me. You wouldn't like me. I was fearful that um, you'd find out that, you know, I'm not smart enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not lovable. I mean, just all of this crap um, that, you know, that I was afraid of. Um, But then I came here, and I got a higher power, and I learned that, you know, the opposite of all of that fear is faith. Because guess what? If I'm in charge and I'm running the show and this is my deal and I'm pushing my will and I'm grabbing what I think I deserve, I should be terrified because I have screwed things up my entire life. But on the other hand, if I am connected to a power greater than me and I am seeking that higher power's will and then I'm taking the steps to to do you know, what that what my higher power would have me do, then really what do I have to be afraid of? And it's funny because, you know, no, even knowing that, I still, you know, I still am afraid at times. You know, I've got some things going on in, in my life today, a few things that, you know, fear keeps cropping up. And you know what the big book tells me to do? It tells me pause when agitated. Ask for the right thought and the right action. So pause when I'm afraid. Pray. Ask God, what would you have me do? Give the fear, you know, that I can give the fear to my higher power. And then go find someone to help. And when I do that, and I, you know, I, this happened to me yesterday. Fear cropped up. Okay, God, what would you have me do? This is yours. It's too big for me. I don't know. I trust you. And I've got to follow it up with I trust you because I have such a hard time trusting. And then let me go out and find someone to help. And, and it's funny because when I do those things, the fear isn't as bad or it goes away completely or if it's still there, you know, I can go through that process again. But today, I don't have to sit alone in my fear and hide behind my insecurities. Today, I can work this program on it. I can tap into a, a power greater than me and even if I don't feel the trust, I can tell God I trust you and act as if. And, and act as if, you know, everything is going to be, you know, and I don't even want to say everything be okay because I can act as if I'm okay with whatever God's will is for me today because it is so much better than, you know, my puny human brains um, will Um, or desire so with that i'll pass thanks for letting me share
0: thank you stephanie okay who else would like to share on what was read
4: don't be shy we've got some time
12: Robin B.
0: Robin B. Robin, Robin B. Rocky I. There was someone else I missed, I think.
13: Karen S.
0: Karen S. Okay, I think that'll do it for us. All right, go ahead. Robin B, please, please go ahead.
12: Thank you. Um, this is Robin B and compulsive overeater. And uh, I don't usually share. Guess why? <laughs> um, well, we're
0: glad to have you on. <laughs>
12: thank you. Um, no, it's just my fear. I feel like um, this is such a great meeting. I like to listen. But, um, you know, I uh, this one's touching me because uh, I have a fear of being abstinent. <laughs> That's a really tough one in Overeaters Anonymous. Um, and listening to everybody share today has been a gift for me and um and I I reread the passages and you know I think I need to write down my fears um because um sometimes not knowing what the fear is I think is even scarier than actually knowing it and acknowledging it and thinking hmm okay I'm going to turn this over and Perhaps today will be the day that I can say I am abstinent. So um, I just want to thank everybody for their shares. I'll pass. Thank
0: you, Robin. Rocky Eye, it's your turn, followed by Karen.
14: Good morning, Sonati Hart.
0: Yes, we can hear you well. Thank you.
14: Good morning. This is Rocky Eye Recovery in Tempe, Arizona. And I love to listen to. Uh, so fear, um, when I learned I was a fearful individual, I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, no, I'm very independent and uh, self-reliant and, you know, I'm a professional woman. What do you, What were you talking about? I'm fearful. And boy, was I in fear. Um, I was in fear of, of uh, saying no, I was in fear of confrontation, I was in fear of uh, people pleasing, um, and then I ate. We the was in fear. And so, um, so how is it today? Three three years after the program, today, by uh, grace, God has given me courage. Uh, the serenity prayer is my my first grab onto. So. Um, I have had the courage to put the field down, I have had the courage to pick up the book, to read it, to go to meetings, to get up every morning and get on a meeting. Uh, and it's not me. It's from my own understanding I never did this. Um, so to the newcomer, uh, don't get offended if we tell you or you feel say okay, it's here. Um, you know, just come you know, just go through it. Get some courage and, and keep on going. And, and to the old timer, we know the tools, work them, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid to make an out, outreach call, to get the paper, put your uh, inventory down, do your pen just That's what saves you, be courageous. So, with that, I will pass. Thank you. Great right, Rocky, thank you.
0: I'm hearing someone needs to mute. There's something with a TV in the background. So if you could mute, that would be great. Okay, Karen S, it is your turn. Please go ahead.
13: This is Karen S. Can you hear me? I can hear you well. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Um I'm on vacation still and I'm in Chicago and um I have gotten so much from listening to this meeting, and one thing I'm realizing at a deeper level, um, when I did my fourth and fifth step, um, I checked fear for all of my resentments, and I don't have a resentment at this minute, or actually maybe I probably do if I'm honest, but I'm as i'm listening to this meeting and i'm in a situation that i'm really uncomfortable in i'm realizing how deeply seated um fear is in my life and i don't know that i really connected with that that um there is a lot of fear and the way for me to learn to get through it is to first acknowledge it and then turn to the big book and remind myself um, I'm relying on my finite self not on God, my higher power and it's really a tricky situation. There's somebody um, that I'm visiting who's a very angry person and it's really triggered a lot of my um, insecurities and this person is not angry with me but this person is kind of loud and I'm very uncomfortable with it, so I've decided to set a boundary, and I'm leaving tonight instead of staying longer, and it's really hard to learn that boundary, and maybe there'll come a time in my journey of recovery when I can be around an angry person more comfortably, but I'm not there yet, and I'm really grateful that I can kind of acknowledge that in myself, Um, I've got more work to do on this, and then I can take appropriate action steps that help me feel safe in the world. And so I'm very grateful to this meeting and the journey I'm on with everybody. And with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Karen S. Well, we actually have time for one more share. Would someone like to chime in? Courtney D.? Courtney? Yes, Courtney. Go ahead.
15: I am Courtney Recovered, Compulsive Overeater, Northern California. I want to say I've been in a while. I did some Joe and Charlie tapes. They asked us to do a fear inventory. And really, on the way home from the meeting, I said to God, God, what is my greatest fear? I, I don't know. And before I made it home, it was, you're afraid I'll abandon you. That was, oh, my God, yes. Yes, because my experience with God, what I had learned about God in my head, was different from what I experienced in my heart. My heart told me God was iffy at best, precarious, difficult. It's, I just never knew what was going to happen. So, so my part of my huge part of healing is every day I say, oh, "Thank you, God. You'll never leave me. You live in me." So, wherever I go, there you are. It's like, yeah, and. And then somebody said, "To the amount of fear that I carry is the is man. I don't think I'm loved. I don't know I'm loved. So that's a huge part that um, eleven step of every day staying connected in my heart, head, all of it, connected to a higher power. And and I love the set aside prayer. God help me set aside everything I think I know about you because I kind of thought I knew a lot, but it was all in my head. I had to get into my heart and my." Ideas about God have definitely changed, and it feels really good.
0: Thanks perfect, thank you so much Courtney and thank you everyone for a wonderful meeting. We're going to go ahead and close with a reading from a vision for you and i'm going and then followed by the uh, fr- the serenity prayer and I'm going to ask for jody e q to please go ahead and close us out with a vision for you reading, please go ahead. Jody.
5: Thank you, Amy. This is Jody. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask Him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit.